What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday at 8, and thanks for tuning in to League Talk on Weagle 91.1. Over the next hour, we'll be discussing and debating a wide variety of sports, prospects, and matchups right here in Auburn, as well as across the nation. My name is Adam, and with the help of my boys Gordy, Bo, and Tucker, we'll bring you the best takes in sports. Let's dive right into it. Let's dive right into it. Hey, hey, it's making a splash. Making a splash with some March Madness. It's about that time of the year again, I Finally. swear. Two years. It's been two years. It feels like even longer, but yeah, I mean, it's it's about time. It's like holiday for me, and I feel like the past two years, it's like I just didn't have a Christmas. Yeah, I'm definitely missing out on it. I think it's the most exciting thing in, in all of sports. It's got to be. As far as like all the the hype around it and you there's so many different teams that get a chance mm-hmm. and i think you said earlier today it's like the, one of the more fair ways to settle it in any sport yeah yeah because like there's opportunities for like nobodies to have a chance to make it to like vcu in 2011 as a 12 seed making it to the final four and like butler and well, we've seen some crazy like stuff happen dude like uh honestly for me this year um, in terms of bracket stuff, well, we'll get to the bracket stuff. We'll get to the bracket stuff. We're going to break down what's happened this past week first. Yeah, this is basically going to be a March Madness special. Yeah. So, And like, it's just me and Shoof today. We're missing out on Bo and Tucker. Bo's with the lady friend per usual. Uh, and Tucker is Uncle Tucker now. Uncle Tucker. But we got uh, Mallory in the studio today. Hello. Uh, <laughs> this is Shoof's lady friend. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to use her later to for our little experiment. Um we it seems to be a pattern that in the past the people who know the least about march madness brackets seem to do the best mm-hmm. at least it's been the pattern in our family brackets and like yeah i don't know is that that's happening with you too I yes assume. yeah because I, I tend to overanalyze it a lot because i feel like i know so much about certain teams or whatever but like end up having like kind of an okay maybe i get a final four team or two but like yeah i mean it's <laughs> it turns out this time of year like no one really knows anything if yeah. you do you're lucky. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, we got some other just around-the-horn sports to break down. Um, we can go golf because Justin Thomas was just absolutely balling this past mm-hmm. weekend at the players. Yeah. Made it fun to watch. He just took off on the weekend. What did he finish with under? The, Are you looking that 14 up? Under. 14 under. 14 under. Lee Westwood got that birdie on 18 to make a nice little check and solidify as yeah. the only second-place finisher. So I mean, it's been fun to watch with uh, DeChambeau and Lee in contention these past two uh, tournaments. It's, it, not counting this one this weekend because mm-hmm. I guess there's no real top talent that's in it, essentially. Yeah. Um, guys are guys are resting up after that. And, uh, Masters is right around the corner. So Yeah. I mean, dial in. I'm going to take a line from Tucker and say, respect your elders with Lee Westwood because – he has been playing some golf. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue, he just decided, "All right, I'm about to come back." That and man is golfing. He got tired of the the senior tour jokes. I guess <laughs> he just doesn't care though. Like he's he's DeChambeau's partner at the tournament, and Bryson is like 40 yards at least ahead of him on every drive, mm-hmm. and they're on the green at the same time, and yeah, he makes putts. So same, yeah, finished with the same score on the whole. It doesn't matter. It's just like completely two opposite skill sets going head to head. So that was that was fun to watch. But JT ended up taking the whole thing. Just playing solid. I mean, you know, he was the number one golfer in the world for a reason for so long. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Kind of reminded us that this week or this past weekend. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then everyone's just—it seems like taking a break this weekend for the Honda Classic, mm-hmm. um, in preparation for. I guess we got the Masters soon. Yeah, yeah and but that's that's in a, like a month. I think they're going to Texas too. This is the last one in Florida. Okay, yeah. So this is. Uh, yeah, Honda Classic. It's not a ton of guys that would like. The only name I really recognize is like Adam Scott, and then I guess Brooks Kepka's little brother. Yeah, uh, his little brother. Who I didn't know was solid. PGA golfer. He's but there good. was there was a guy who shot a sixty-one today. Yeah, no Matt idea who Jones. he was. He is from Australia. Wow, sixty-one. Shot nine under. I mean, if you know a little about golf. You should know that a sixty-one is insane, considering if you shot even par on that course, it'd be a seventy. Uh, a 61 is insane. 61 is insane. Yeah, that's kind of unbelievable, considering I celebrate getting under 100. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm just trying to break 100. Yeah. Um, Duffner's in this one, too. Yeah, War Eagle. Yeah, shout out. But in other news, um, NFL free agency 
hasn't been, I guess, as crazy as we thought. Like some of the big names we expected to have deals done already, like Russ, where he maybe traded, and then Watson, the same story, haven't happened. But I feel like so much other stuff still has. They got a lot of teams picking up guys, some more than others, the Patriots more than everyone else. And a lot of those first ones you mentioned, I guess, were just kind of like trade speculation. So we thought maybe there'd be a big splash. Right. Uh, We thought maybe Russ to the Bears. Instead, they (laughs) signed Andy Dalton for a year. Daytime Dalton. Listen, as a Bengals fan, how do you feel? (laughs) uh, I mean, good for him for making the bag. And I found out today he's they told him he's going to be the starter. Yeah, they're done reaching out to any other quarterbacks. Yes. That's just crazy to me. um, But he actually held it down for the time that he played at the end of this last season. I I just don't see it. Like, he's kind of the quarterback. If if everything in the offense is not already, like, perfect, then it's not going to go well. Which the Bears, I mean, they just – they're losing pieces. Yes. So far. They uh, just cut Kyle Fuller, their best corner. Why? Best secondary guy. Cap space, I guess. So the reasoning for it. They franchise tagged Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, I just don't see how Dalton's going to be signed with the Bills. Right. <laughs> well, that's what I don't see how Dalton's going to be any better than Trubisky was for them. No, I, I mean, and I don't. I think maybe it's just a temporary loan. But if you're a Bears fan, like you just have to be so frustrated with where this team was in 2018 when they were 12 and four, and Khalil Mack just got in there, and yeah, like ho- like. The double doink was that year, but yeah, I mean, that was still, when their defense was just they, insane. It was like, wow, they're like maybe a piece or two away from actually maybe making it to the Super Bowl. And they were a piece or two away from and having a great team. And quarterback was one of those pieces, down. though. I mean, maybe, but like, was it Jay Cutler back then, or no, that was Trubisky? Competent, that year. Was that was a version like of competent rookie, Trubisky. or maybe second year Trubisky. Yeah, he hasn't uh, improved at all since. No, um, but neither has the the roster around him. Yeah, but yeah, the Patriots made just a huge splash. Like I'm. They signed like, like ten guys, like like 12? thirteen. Like, yeah, because they re-signed Cam Newton. They got Algahor and Kendrick Bourne at receiver. They signed two tight ends to pretty large deals. And they re-signed Van Noy. Um, they got Kyle Trent Brown in a trade, a tackle. Yeah. Um. Some a lot of guys on D line. Montrevious Adams. It's a war and, eagle. And they're keeping Cam. And Matt Judon of two. Yeah. From right. the Ravens. So. They're keeping Cam too. I mean, mm-hmm. I love to see it. It's just a one-year deal, right? Yeah, he's going to have to prove himself. 14 mil. That's, and that's not bad for one year. Yeah, now he's got a much better squad around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as a Lions fan, Dalton to the Bears is like, that's awesome. That's like, good I mean, that's her you. best chance of beating them, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then Aaron Jones resigns with the Packers, staying right. in the NFC North. Uh, Vikings, I think, have made a few moves. Might have lost some guys. Oh, they got Patrick Peterson. Right, which deal. I didn't really understand. Old. I didn't really understand that. Um, For his sake. Like, I don't understand why yeah. he would want to do that. But I mean, whatever. no though. one else was calling. He'll probably get some interceptions. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Bears are probably going to stink. I'm happy to see the football team get some pieces, too. Uh, I know you're happy to see Curtis Samuel back McGuire, in action. Yeah. Yep, with uh, They were freshman year roommates, according to his tweet. That's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, it made it all the way to the NFL now. And with, with Fitzmagic. Yeah, <laughs> which is amazing. I think we knew going into this free agency period that Fitzgerald was one of those guys that was going to sign to be a starter somewhere else. Fitzpatrick. I said Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, Fitz, Fitzpatrick. But I always say Fitzmagic. So I always just Fitzgerald say Fitzgerald. And the Cardinals, they obviously got J.J. Watt. Right. But they also got my boy A.J. Green. That's a big uh, pickup. One-year deal for him. I think his is kind of a prove it. He's like 33 now, so... I mean, as a Bengals fan, I mean, just straight respect for the guy. He he was so good with daytime Dalton for he was. 10 years. So, you know, I just have nothing but respect for the dude. And that I receiving core there now. Super Bowl. I, mean. <laughs> I mean, their receivers now are crazy. Yeah. They lose Kenyon Drake to the Raiders running back. Which at least running back is like a good position to replace. It's not. I mean, Kyle Murray is like he runs enough. To mm-hmm. be, there's he's too much of a threat. Anyways. They just need someone who's like somewhat of a running threat, and it just it will open it. up for them. Yeah, yeah, especially with addition of JJ Maybe they Watt. Get Najee. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they really could. <laughs> I, I guess I saw that today. That they're trying to. That's who they're saying about drafting. At least that's who we everyone thinks they're going to get. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's Curtis, lots of movements like the, all over def- the defensive side too for every team. Are we missing anything big? I feel like. Oh yeah, nothing with Kenny Galladay. Even though uh, I expected that. <laughs> The Bengals get offered him a one-year deal. Bengals offered him. I think the Giants offered him, or at least he's yeah. speaking with them, I think, tonight. And the Bears uh, talked to him. Yeah, he met with Najee, I think that's how you say it, uh, from the Bears last night. But, yeah, 
he could definitely be a big piece to any team. Um, I think he immediately comes in as a wide receiver one on most teams. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to see where he goes. And we should have kept him. That's the ridiculous. Dolphins today signed Will Fuller. Uh, Huge. Their receiving core, if they get Devonta Smith with that third pick, who the Lions also becomes, are hoping drops. Yeah, it would be Devonta in the slot, then Parker and Will Fuller on the outside. That could be pretty lethal for Jacecki at tight end out. too. Yeah, yeah, they're off. They would have weapons all over. They definitely would. But yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Uh, Nothing like major, but definitely a lot of significant moves. Like, yeah, that that could make big differences for teams down the stretch. I definitely agree. What is something that you're hoping that the Bengals can do? I know you want them to sign <laughs> Sewell, but like, what? Well, yeah, that what would, did you replace the positions you lost? Right, you got yeah. That's basically what was happening. We we lost Carl Lawson to the Jets, so we bring in the guy with the second most sacks, Saints dude, Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, uh, and. The good thing about some of these deals, we got a corner replaced the guy that we just lost, and then uh, the Steelers slot corner. And these are, like, all positions that we're about to lose. But thankfully, the guaranteed money is, like, kind of on the lower side. Yeah. <laughs> so in case it doesn't work out, it's well, you all had lower risk transactions. You so. had money to spend. You guys had the same cap space as the Patriots going into this, and I yeah. know they probably started out hot like you wished you all did. But The one thing, though, is, I mean, we all know what happened to Joe, to Joe Burrow in his rookie year. We have no O-linemen signed. Not one. What? And, like, I know we're hoping to get Soul, but we can't just bank on that and hope that's their only option. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need, like, four other guys exactly. to be down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. What about as a Lions fan? When I don't know. I mean, I don't know really what they're trying to do. Obviously, we need defense. Um, the draft, I think, is going to be huge for us. We need to draft a difference maker. I mean, whether that, uh, Romeo or resigned Romeo Acora, Acora, I think. Yeah, he uh, that's a good pick for sure. And we got and Fat Randy and traded for Michael Brockers <laughs> right. from the Rams. Right that was a whole said. thing. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? That was a whole. I couldn't believe that. I he mean, says, of course. He says uh, Stafford is such an upgrade from Goff and then he gets traded back to boom. Back He's back with Goff. So he, that's, that's going to be an awkward. Uh, he's going to have to go up to him the first day and be like, "Look, man, like, I was just, I, I'm I was just, I was on the their media. team, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm just playing the Twitter game." And you guys have signed two or three receivers now, which is big because you guys had like, yeah, one Perryman, maybe. Perryman from the Jets, Tyrell Williams, uh, Tyrell Williams, who I wasn't super familiar with, but after looking up his stuff and his stats, he could be solid for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, none of them are big names yeah. that we signed, but that's what I mean. Like the draft has to be big for us. Um, we still need to make adjustments on defense. We cut Desmond Trufant. Um, we need a, we need production from Okuda, mm -hmm. from your boy. It's gonna be Jeff. A, yeah, he's gonna have to have a big improvement year. He's gonna have to. He didn't really have much opportunity, I guess, because he was hurt last year. But to all our listeners, thanks for suffering through this Bengals and Lions talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's so interesting to everyone else to hear about the Bengals and Lions, but <laughs> that's enough of that. We were just yeah, going we through it. <laughs> it really was relevant. Everything that was going on, though. I mean, what yeah, we, our team's made a significant amount of. Changes. Yes. Yeah. But let's let's shift up. into a March Madness gear because this is the March Madness special. Is that what? Yeah. I feel like it's game start special. tomorrow at eleven fifteen central. And some of the playing games were tonight, but you can still make your brackets tomorrow. You have yeah, like, like fourteen hours, twelve yes. hours. That sounds about right. Left. Um. But yeah, for us, this is like Christmas. Like I love making brackets. I feel like I've already made like five, um, at least, and I go back and forth on a lot of them. But somehow Michigan ends up in my final four every time. And see, I'm the same way with Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if you have a team in contention, you have to at least put them in where you think they're going to go because either no one knows better than you mm -hmm. about your own team. I but guess at you the could same be time, like it just you know seeing that high seed next to one of your teams. It's like uh, it's hard to not. It is. It's hard to knock them out, even though like both of our teams happen to be in one of the tougher regions. Uh, they really the do. Regions, yeah, but. I, that was that would be something good to start with. Um, a lot of the analysts are saying that Michigan is starting off in the most difficult of the four brackets, but I would say if it's not ours, it's definitely yours. Like you guys have this extremely tough bracket too, um, at least the section that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple teams that I'm afraid of, definitely as a Michigan fan. Um, a lot of personal matchups for you. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. It could go a couple ways. Like we might have to play. Colorado and Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Or like, I mean, that's the at least 
any kind of connection I have to any teams. But yeah, yeah other than that, we could play Florida State. Like, there's a couple teams I'm just super, super scared of, and the the biggest one, honestly, is Bama. They if they are making shots. Yeah, I think with the way they score and the way they have every single piece, they, they got so much depth. They rebound the ball. They play really good defense. Like, yeah, seriously, if the three point shots are falling, they and could they could do. They they, could. they just continue to improve mm-hmm. and they continue to impress me more. And I hate to say it, but I'm bought into it now. Yeah. Um. But if I'm not, if I wasn't a Michigan fan, I would think that's going to be a game. But as a Michigan fan, it's uh, if Isaiah Livers is back, I think we yeah. beat them. It's it's. Texas though could be a, a tough true because they're, they're coming one. together now too with uh, Andrew Jones, Matt Coleman, Kai Jones, and then like, Greg Brown's like their fourth guy. Yeah, like, and he's gonna yeah. be a first round pick. Yeah, Andrew it's, Jones has really impressed me too. I mean, he's the absolute leader on that team. Um, they could. Uh, there's a lot of teams in that side that could make a run for sure. It's just looking at it. I, I do feel like Illinois as the four one seeds. I think they have the best shot at making it to the final four just kind of with their draw they got a little luckier it's not like the games are going to be easy but no but like, compared to the other uh for the, all the other one seeds and the teams that they were would have to play mm-hmm. i totally agree mm-hmm. they almost have an easy road to the final four and like every single bracket that i made yeah. for real yeah it's like hard, they're like i i don't see how they don't make the elite eight at least like I don't see a team that could beat them. Maybe Oklahoma State and the Sweet 16. Yeah, I mean, it would need to be a big tournament from Cade, um, which as somebody who's trying to prove himself as the number one pick, you might see it. Mm-hmm. He might just do it. And they've got a couple brackets where he's going off too, and they're beating – they're upsetting teams. I mean – Yeah, their one thing is uh, they lack experience. That's like the one thing that scares me away from them. Right. And Illinois just seems to – kind of have every piece too and AO and they just have everything Cookie dude Cockburn, they're just like they, are they who you think is the best of the 4-1 seeds it's uh, it's hard to say like cuz I know Gonzaga's undefeated Gonzaga's or whatever undefeated and and they're know, insane this, they're insane too their schedule sometimes does come into play but they are really good and have like maybe three first round draft picks but uh it's kind of it's I don't know it goes back and forth and like Baylor had definitely could be i don't know if i have a, a one seed who i think is the best like they're all really good <laughs> so it's kind of hard to pick one it's just crazy to me that gonzaga has now gone uh undefeated this whole season and we were talking earlier the most recent that somebody went undefeated entering the tournament was kentucky in 2015 uh with the twins on that team and i mean that was just a great team Julius randall too i think yes yeah, yeah. no one has ever completed a perfect season including the tournament they have not, but not since 1976. Indiana Hoosiers, uh-huh. um, Bob Knight, a goat, <laughs> an absolute goat. I think that's what the movie was off, based off of. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. But is there any way? Who who do you think for Gonzaga, based on their draw, is going to be the biggest issue for them to possibly lose and end this undefeated streak? I mean, realistically, it's probably not till they would have to play Iowa in the Elite Eight. Otherwise, I think the only one that maybe gives them a headache, and you've, I know we've talked about this and you've disagreed, is I think Oklahoma or Missouri, whichever one advance, will give them some sort of trouble. They they will win, I, most likely, but I think they'll still face trouble there. But then Iowa, I think, would have the best chance of beating them. But didn't, did Gonzaga and Iowa play already this season? Um, I like think early in the year? Gonzaga. Yes, Gonzaga beat, beat them. them by 11. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then it's probably the best team Gonzaga played the whole year. Yeah. Um, that might or be they true. played they played us in that beginning tournament. Um, didn't they? One of the first tournaments. Mm, I think so. And I think uh, they another beat one us. I'm looking at that's kind of interesting is Baylor beat Illinois by 13. I think that was early on, but still. Sheesh. Yeah. But I mean, Illinois really turned up. They yes. uh, at least we both had to experience it uh, this <laughs> yeah. past two couple of weeks. We both yeah. lost to them and saw Kofi Cockburn firsthand and Ao Desanmu firsthand. With a superhero lately with that mask on. I mean, it's just scary, dude. The, I mean, for me, uh, they're the one seed that I'm scared of the most. Um, I think Gonzaga is a close second, but um, yeah, I mean, I just think they're, I've been really impressed with Ao. I've seen now that he's in the. 20s for the mock draft which you would think he'd be further up i think he's going to be a steal when that time comes around but with kofi's interior presence they're just a tough they're a tough team to beat 
Yeah. And we both had to take the L to him, but definitely yeah, experience it firsthand. But Gonzaga has a starting lineup of literal NBA players. Like these people will be in the NBA. Corey Kispert, guaranteed. Jalen Suggs. Guaranteed. Top five. These are two guys that are gonna be in the first round. Now the rest of them, Drew Timmy, who's am- he's amazing too. Mm-hmm. He he's could easily shot. he could go too. Like the all these guys could be gone and they all could get drafted. Even it's very yeah, it's very possible. Joel Ayayi, who has impressed the heck out of me. They it's just the thing with this team is when one guy is not doing great, the rest the rest of them, there's always someone else that's gonna be doing well. Like if Jalen Suggs is off, you can guarantee twenty five from Corey Kispert or Timmy's gonna go twenty two and twelve. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, there's always somebody on. Even Ayayi has nice where he's dropping twenty when the rest of the team is slow. Like that makes a team hard to beat in March. Yeah, and uh, they did actually face a little adversity. We watched that BYU Gonzaga game, and they were down like twelve or thirteen at the at, half at halftime. Yeah, that was the first that, adversity we've pretty much seen yeah, in they, months. They pretty much ran away with it afterwards. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. I don't know. Gonzaga seems to have a, a good shot at the final four. It'll be interesting to see if anyone can knock them off, but it doesn't seem likely, at least not until later on. They're going to have to play defense. Like We know that they're the most efficient offense in the tournament, at least statistically, but their their issue is, as always with them, when they make the tournament, who do they play? Like They haven't exactly had as much opportunity to prove themselves as some of these other teams. But the thing with them is – they are going to have to play defense against some of these better teams. Like, they haven't mm-hmm. faced guys that are going to be as good as – I'm trying to think of who is, – is Luca Garza they have before, but I don't know. You know what I mean? They just haven't played all as yeah, much talent, so they haven't had as much experience against some mm-hmm. of these good teams. And they're about to face teams that are uh, up a notch defensively or a notch yes. two maybe. <laughs> like yes. It, it's – they're going to be very challenged, and, and we've seen them in the past like have years where they're just a dud or they're legit and they make it to the Final Four or even a championship, they haven't uh, actually won one. They haven't cut the nets down yet. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't know. know. It'll be interesting to see if it's a, if it's what kind of year it is for them. I don't see any way that they don't end up playing Iowa in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean. There could be something, but there always could be something. Maybe one of those Pac-12 teams gets hot, like USC or Oregon. But yeah, Mobley's going to have to have 22 yeah. and 15. USC is an intriguing team. Yeah, they are. They're good. They're, I mean, they just. I think they had a lot of games out from COVID. Um, and while we're sticking in the West, my big upset, and I think you kind of agree with me on this one, is uh, I think Ohio's going to beat Virginia. Oh, yes. And then I think they're going to beat Creighton and go to the Sweet 16. I totally. I think they're making a Sweet 16. I think I they'd think lose to Gonzaga after that. When the brackets dropped and we both made them immediately, we both, without – talking to each other about it agreed that okay this is about to be the upset like Mm -hmm. ohio is good and i'm really impressed with jason preston uh we watched him earlier this year he's just an obvious fan favorite and he's gonna have to carry them but but he's capable yeah he's like that and that's i've said it like three times already that dogs come out in march like they're (laughs) they're ready to go i mean (laughs) he's tired of the maction he's ready to get to the dance yeah nothing (laughs) nothing better than to start off with the uh defending champs since we didn't have one last year yeah and i think everyone's gonna be looking for them to lose um no one was a fan of them when they were there, for sure. Especially um, not in the studio. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, Creighton isn't that great. I could see them easily beating Creighton that, sec- yeah. that next game. I mean, they shoot the ball well, but they play zero defense. Yeah, and then that 30-point loss to Georgetown in the uh, Big East final. And I don't even think Georgetown's that good. No, they, they really came on with their three-point shooting, and good for Patrick Ewing because they were 9-12 and 12 when they entered the tournament, and then yeah. now they just stole a spot by winning with those four games in well, a row. Well, a couple teams did. Like, you see Georgia Tech wins the ACC because you got – I think Florida State was out from COVID. Um, they – or who was it? one of those teams? Yeah, UNC? A, uh, Oregon State. Oregon State won the Pac-12. Oregon State – oh, yeah, that's another one. And Oregon were, State wins the Pac-12. Like, I think they're like 16 and 14 or something. Like their record's not super impressive. Well, they, they beat Boulder, 17. Colorado in that championship game. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. But I think Boulder won the conference at large. I think. I don't know because they're still in the tournament. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that they did. Either way, I like Boulder a lot too. Um, I I don't know if they'll beat Florida State, assuming that they that's who they play in that second round. Um, because I like Scotty Barnes on Florida State, and I think that their whole team 
is insanely just different from every other team and the fact that you have Scotty Barnes, who's probably their best player, comes off the bench. They did that with uh, the Paw too. They did Patrick that with the Paw. Williams. Patrick Williams, who uh, <laughs> is next Kawhi, right? Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> uh, that's what the Chicago fans seem to think. Well, he's, he's been great. He's a good player. Yeah, he's been great. He's been no better than I think anybody thought. I can't really say I knew too much about him, but I know about Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and I know that he is going to be good in the league, and they have a couple other guys on that team that are just absolutely nasty. It's, it will Raquan be interesting Gray. too, because like some teams haven't played as many games. Like Florida State only has twenty-two games, where some teams have like closer to thirty. So it kind of it fluctuates a little bit. We'll see how that affects them. That's what sure. makes this a weird year all around. Mm-hmm. But um, who are what are some other upsets that you saw in your round of sixty-four? For anyone listening that's trying to make a bracket at home, in the round of sixty-four, yeah. Um, I I because you got to throw in some five twelve yeah, upsets. Yeah, I feel that's, like. every that's the year. most common one. Yeah, so, I mean you got and then usually an eleven seed beats a six seed, so you got to look for that one too. Yeah. Um, I would say I I think Winthrop's gonna beat Villanova. Oh, I love. I it. feel very confident in that one, honestly, because Connor Galepsky, their senior point guard, just unfortunately we I think we mentioned it two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he like tore his ACL or, or hurt his knee really bad. I can't remember if it, he actually tore the ACL or not. And that's a big loss huge. for a team, any team. Your yeah. starting point guard, your rock, your go-to consistent yeah, low s- turnover guy. That stinks for them. And they so th- they're gonna miss his scoring. They're gonna miss his leadership. They're gonna miss his playmaking ability. Like it's it's all that stuff. And I think they still have some good players. It's not like it was just him, but I think that's gonna be a huge hole in their team. And Winthrop. They're twenty like three and one. Yes, and and they shoot really well and they play good defense. And I know they're a smaller school or whatever, but they're led by a six seven point guard who's three triple doubles already this season. And they have a, a former four star Tennessee recruit. But I honestly had no idea who they were before this game. DJ Burns. No, I didn't either. But they're <laughs> like as with a couple now of these I've teams. Done some research on them. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is my team right here. I got. <laughs> well, Villanova ended the season without Connor Gillespie losing back-to-back games, lost to Providence by 2 at home or away, and then Georgetown they lost to by 1 at home. That is a good bet. I I like Winthrop there too. Um definitely for that upset. Another one that I liked maybe even more though. Oregon State over Tennessee. Yeah, I kind of think Tennessee's misplaced at five, so I like that one yes, too. Yes, I 100% do and too. Oregon State's hot. After watching Auburn play them, um, I mean, we, we we beat them. Yeah. And yeah. we I mean, we, we were playing good and basketball, but we were injured. We yeah, were no hurt. Sharif, we were just carried by Jamal and Flanagan. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we beat them, and they did not impress me. Keon Johnson did. Jaden Springer kind of did. I was actually, like, shocked when they got a five seed, like uh, – yeah, I'm not sure how they earned it because their record is very similar to some other teams that fell to like eight seeds, nine seeds, and I'm like, how did an 18 and eight Tennessee team with like what? What's did they beat Bama or something? Like, am I missing that? Um, no, they lost twice. Yeah, they beat Colorado, they beat Kansas, so I guess they have a couple uh, out of conference wins that look good and beat Arkansas. So I guess it's those quad quad one quad two wins that they're like. Adding up. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I really don't get it. But um, that one didn't really make sense to me, and I think Oregon State has a chance to knock them off too. But we'll see what happens. Um, we kind of have noticed the past couple of years, like I said earlier, the more you know, the less you're accurate with. But, I mean, Mallory, in your bracket, do you have Ohio State winning just because the shoot told you to? or I, I had no You had no say? say? No, it's just a bracket. guess. Who do you have? Uh, who she do you have in your final knows four? Dwayne Washington is a dog, though. He is a dog. <laughs> it's facts. Who do you have in your final four, though? Okay, final four. I have Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, and Illinois. Big All right. Ten galore. <laughs> All right, yeah, but I like it. <laughs> I might as well throw in Iowa too. We'll get four Big Ten. Yeah, I mean uh, that's solid though. That's pretty. Based off of realistic. not much though, gut feelings. Well, no, see, that's that's, that's the what you way need. to do it. Like I mean. That's exactly what you need. You know, nobody knows. We're still waiting. Someone's waiting and then to I win have, that. I have Michigan, Buffett Ohio back. State at the end. In the final? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. That's what she had showed me. I was Can you like, imagine? oh, my gosh. We, this, this show would get ten <laughs> times as hype if that yeah. happened, dude. I don't think me and Gordy could watch that game together. Oh, my I think goodness. It would be too much. It's, it's pretty awesome that that is even possible. I mean. Yeah, and another one that's possible would be Ohio State-Bama repeat of. <laughs> Oh yeah, my God! Yes. Football championship. 
Oh my lord, dude! But uh, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't want to watch that. <laughs> I didn't want to watch the football championship either. Well, I mean, if it if it turns oh. out like football, then maybe I want to watch. What an anticlimactic uh, final four that would be for you. Yeah, <laughs> for you. <laughs> not for me, but oh yeah, not for you. I don't know. I th- I'm afraid of Bama, though. I mean, Nate Oates after now just winning Coach of the Year. Um, their way they run their team, uh, the way he's completely statistics based and he uses all these insane stats that are apparently they're calling next gen because other coaches aren't using them. So he's like, like Sean McVay of college yes, basketball. Yes. He is, that's a perfect comparison. Okay. And he's coming up with like efficiency like systems, like true shooting percentage systems. And I know they got this thing called hustle points, um, where they add up like steals, blocks, loose balls, um, and I think rebounds. And they take all of them and add them together, and whoever has the most, they have like some kind of celebration in the locker room. Herb Jones, I think, wins it every single time, though. <laughs> that probably gets annoying. Yeah, so I, like, yeah, that probably does get annoying for them. But it's just little things like that. I think he's a great coach, and I love his system. He's really allowing guys like Jelly Q, Javon Quinterly, to play free. Um, and they're so fast-paced with the way they score so many points. They could definitely put a damper on my Michigan parade. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and I feel similarly about, like, Ohio State's route is not going to be easy because, like, they might have Florida in the second round. They might have to face Arkansas or Texas Tech at one point, And then if they made it that far, Baylor will probably be waiting on them. So, like, I, I know how you feel as far as <laughs> looking at this and being like, that's going to be one heck of a run if they can get through some of these tough teams. But, uh, yeah, it does kind of feel – like Illinois, the Midwest region is just kind of lacking. Like I don't know who's really gonna compete with Illinois. Like if Houston or West Virginia will come out and surprise us, maybe. But I think West Virginia. Um, I think they could really come out any night and beat a good team because during the season they only lost to Baylor by five. They only lost to Gonzaga by five. Beat Kansas once, lost once. Texas won, lost one. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech won twice. So like, if they can put it together. Yes, like, if they're playing good basketball, they can beat any team. But they have nine wins on the season. And I could uh, nine L's see on the them. season. Oh, okay. Nine well, losses. I could easily see them being a team that kind of like is getting forgotten about because we're focusing on all these other teams. And then like yeah. West Virginia is just, oh, they're in the Elite Eight. Yeah. But uh, this is – that's Bob Huggins' like – best offensive team that he's arguably ever had like they score more points per game than any team he's had plus he's a defensive coach exactly like, yeah that's what he's and they play at. great defense yeah over there so too. it's it's possible that they could give some teams a run for their money but i feel like this is where tucker would say what about houston man he does yeah <laughs> he likes Tucker's Houston. big on houston i personally don't know a ton about them other than the quentin grimes uh, it's the only guy i know kansas yeah and he was not that great at kansas but just really came into his own in uh houston i mean they're they're definitely elite seniors too yeah and it's just gonna be if they play good basketball they're 24 and 3 and they have been but that's another team i don't know the competition that they play i mean they play memphis smu boise state wichita state like their biggest win is texas tech Mm -hmm. um so they haven't really had to experience much a team like illinois i think tears them apart yeah yeah i think west virginia would be a better elite eight matchup yes Um, but, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, like, there's nobody on that bottom half, I think, that's going to eventually compete with Illinois. I just think they, they roll over whoever gets out of that side. I, to be honest, can see you guys beating Baylor. I can see. Uh, I can possible. see Baylor's, like, they Dwayne got three getting scorers buckets. who can combine for, like, 60 between the three of them. Let's yeah, see. but you have two guys that can combine for 50. Yeah. And after watching I'll play Illinois and us, I have respect, man. Like, I to be honest, I got a couple brackets where you beat Baylor, a couple where they beat you, but it's, Baylor it's didn't impress one. me towards the end of the season. They started to let off the gas, and I think they're beatable. And it's yes. going to have to be somebody tough like Dwayne Washington. Yeah, I think Baylor is beatable. It's it's to do it. It's they just have those like three guys that they can. If Davion Mitchell's not playing well, then maybe it'll be Jared Butler. If like he's not playing well, then it's going to be. Mikhail Teague like it's they they have options and that's definitely a a point where like Ohio State is kind of lacking it's not that they don't have depth but they you guys can shoot guys they rely on so much yeah but what I you guys can shoot I feel like really well and when Washington you guys need a bucket they're gonna give him a ball screen at the top of the key he loves that yeah (laughs) and he's probably gonna hit it I mean 
he's he's a savage. We but, I mean I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, both now. of our teams have uh, guys out to start at least. You with Isaiah Livers and his uh, stress fracture or yeah, stress? and his foot. Yeah, and I guess he played through it, um, and then just the last game it was bothering him, and mm-hmm. then now he's taking time off, which is why I think he could come back at some point in the tournament. I know he's out the first game for sure. Um, well, but I mean, dude, yeah. pop some painkillers and hop in the game, dude. Texas Southern. We yeah. need him. <laughs> he, uh, he's a leader of our team in three-point percentage. There's uh, some points. notable players out. Um, Ohio State has their big man out, at least at first, with a concussion. And then uh, Georgia Tech's leading scorer. He scores like 18 a game, Moses Wright. Oh, ACC yeah. player of the year. ACC, which was kind of a low-key ACC player of for the year. For sure, for sure. Um, and I know there were a couple well, guys. Well, the ACC that, was kind of low-key this year. Yes. In general. Like, it wasn't, Apparently, it wasn't Garrison Brooks. Is. Uh, Garrison Brooks was in contention for it also at the beginning of the season. Um, the UNC's kind of had a eh kind of year. They have so much talent over there. They got all the high recruits they could want, but for some reason it's not working as well as they, I think, thought it would. Well, at least, I mean, them but, and Kansas made it out of the, right. the Blue Bloods. The uh, right. Kentucky and Duke didn't no even want to play in the NIT. Yeah, just I'm shocked that both those teams didn't make it because at the beginning of the year I really thought they both were going to be great. Yeah, I mean, um, does it put a flaw? Is, are we seeing flaws in the one and done system for these teams? See, I don't know because now you got the whole G League situation to worry about. Like, yeah, but they stole Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, the guys that the teams, the players, sorry, that usually will go to these blue blood schools like we've seen in the past are now probably going to be your guys that go to the G League. Like, if this was an option. What, two years ago for Zion and R.J. Barrett. They wouldn't have Cam gone. Reddish, you think they would have gone to the G I League? I think all three of them would have gone. I Yeah. This will make, make things interesting, and I, I think we will see uh, that rule where you have to stay for two at least if you go to college. I, I think that will come into play eventually. I think the one and done is on the way out, but that's just my opinion. I agree. Um, man, could they do it before Sharif decides? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to stay another year, two years minimum. Selfishly, that's very nice for us. I mean, speaking of Auburn, I mean, we obviously wish that they were here. It's a self-imposed ban, but I don't think we're going to make it anyways. <laughs> um, but we got a couple guys now in the transfer um, J- transfer portal. Yeah, Justin Powell. Yeah, Justin Powell, who was a surprise. Um, Jamal, also Jamal Johnson entering the portal, that's one of our good buddies. News. As an Auburn fan, I'm split. Like, I obviously want – uh, I would want the, him to stay, but no, I mean, he's going to go and do great things. I think both of those guys are going to go to places and be a key pieces for any team. I mean, the way Jamal shoots the rock, the way that JP proved he can play point guard, and the way Jamal proved they play point guard. I think mm-hmm. they could turn out to have very similar play styles, so maybe it's better they go separate ways. Well, and that's like losing three guards, assuming we lose Sharif. That right. just puts such a big hole immediately into Auburn. Auburn fans are hitting the panic button. Yeah, we did get a 23-year-old grad transfer from College of Charleston today, uh, point guard, uh, Sepp Jasper. Yes. And yeah. he's 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 a grad transfer. Tell. He's a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. 15 points per game, four rebounds, three assists. I mean, that's going to help because there's definitely going to be a gap as of now if Sharif leaves, um, which I guess is starting to look like that's going to happen. Based yeah. off his cryptic tweets and based off of like, like the crying emojis yeah. and like I'm really probably over I joined one of his, his Instagram lives once and everyone was asking about the draft and then he just ended the the live yeah he was man tired like, of it let like, him be <laughs> let him be let him stay in God's country uh, yeah I, I but don't I don't know. blame I'm not him. feeling great about him staying I think honestly when Isaac did the one and done uh, I was like oh man I mean Sharif that was. His chance of staying is if Isaac would be here yeah. still or something. But I kind of had a feeling he'd be gone since then. Um, I wish we got more juice out of him. <laughs> wish we squeezed more we juice out of him. got 12 games out of him. That's not very much. Yeah. You can't enjoy your lemonade like that. And then in, in the mock draft. <laughs> 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 yeah, you need more lemonade. Exactly. In the mock draft we saw, he's supposed to be in the teens to the Knicks. Yeah, about – uh, He's floating around like 16, 14, 16, yeah. like kind of that. So if you're that high, I mean, yeah. he could probably stay and get higher up. Um, but he yeah, plays I mean, one more year, the top five pick next year, like Isaac. But. Yeah, uh, but it's whatever. It's whatever. I get it. I get it. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if Bruce Pearl really has a grasp on things at this point because I don't know. Do. I mean, we still have Jabari Smith, and they're still. 
what, what's the name of that guy? Tucker says he needs to reclassify and commit to us. Scooter Henderson. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. Com- he's committed. Uh, I think isn't he committed already to Auburn? I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, he he's the year before this upcoming class, so he wouldn't. As of now, he wouldn't get to play with Jabari Par- uh, Jabari Smith and them. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. <laughs> yeah. No, but um. That would be nice. There's definitely adjustments that need to be made now uh, because there's just a massive gap in the guard situation, and the grad transfer will help. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as the bracket goes, once again, uh, you had Ohio State as your winner, mm-hmm. and I understand because I have Michigan as my winner. Yeah, I mean, I've floated around. I've made a few. Just but if it's not, what is your favorite <laughs> bracket that doesn't okay, have that Ohio doesn't State have winning Ohio it? State. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think Illinois. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have this. I'm, I'm trying. I don't to, hate it. There's another one. It. I have a more more fun one with like a three seed winning. Um, I do think Texas has a legitimate shot. Yeah, I really do. I think I think they could. It, it would be tough, and that's the the death region, like we said. Like it's somebody's gonna come out alive though. Yeah, and that there's gonna be upsets. Whoever comes out might be the winner. I mean, who knows? But yeah. I don't know. I th- I think if. If I'm picking unbiasedly right now, like not Ohio State, I I would go with Illinois. I just think, again, their route is more simple, and they're just really tough. They got all the pieces. Uh, I I don't know. I think they would just they'll be fresh when they're in the Final Four. They might get to rest some guys in some games if they get up enough. Like, I also have Illinois as the team that I'm. So we're going also Big suspecting. Ten. But Big Ten hasn't me, won in 20 years. So Well, I can explain a little bit. As far as all of these divisions go, like, okay, the Big 12 was great also. Mm-hmm. But it was really Big Ten and the Big 12 uh, that pretty much dominated the basketball landscape in the top 25 this year. Yeah, had like almost oh, maybe over half the teams between the Yes. The Big Ten has nine teams in the uh, – in the big day, which is so many, the Big Twelve has seven. Like, yeah, there's so a lot. Like, so, yeah. but that's that's just a reflection of how crazy the level of competition really was in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our teams, our teams, but also teams like Illinois um, and Iowa, and Iowa are going to benefit from all this crazy competition that we had throughout this whole yeah, year. Exactly, they've been tested. on, yes. on Tuesday nights at like six o'clock, and they play all these great like, teams twice. Yeah, and it's, like. It's, you you that's how you build up experience and that's how you build up confidence going into the tournament. Yeah, because you're like, oh, we can hang with these guys. Like, yeah, you're not got, you're not scared of anybody at this yeah. point. And and I think the guys in the Big Twelve will kind of have that sort of demeanor about themselves too. Like I do too. Almost uh, all my brackets I feel like have more than half of the teams being from the uh, Big, Big Ten. Yeah, it's hard. I yeah. I just don't. The ACC does seem significantly weaker than. I mean, obviously they don't have it Duke is. and UNC's an eight seed, and we don't know how good Florida State really is, and like Georgia Tech had the tough draw. So, well, if I had to give you one team as an unbiased fan that I'm very afraid of, it's uh, Florida State, and uh, they, I think I just I got one where they upset us just so I can at least have one good bracket <laughs> if Michigan loses. That's uh, a, I, like I put Ohio State far in a bunch of them, even if they don't win, and it's like if. If they lose early, like my all my brackets are totally yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I made this one like lifesaver bracket. I do have bracket. one where they like lose and I'm like they lost to Arkansas in the Sweet 16. I'm like, all right, I'm just not gonna tell anyone about that. Well, I have that. Yeah, I have that happening in. I have five brackets. I think in two of them, um, because you know you never know. But Arkansas has really been super impressive. And even Texas Tech, like I think either one is tough. Mac to McClung, mm-hmm. I would love to see him go off in March. Yeah, that would be all too. over Bleacher Report. Me too. I wish he wasn't in uh, in our region. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Arkansas is. Uh, wish he just put on an Auburn jersey and now then he wouldn't have to deal with this at all. Exactly. Well, then he wouldn't get to play. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the games start tomorrow, all day, eleven till like nine p.m. is when the game. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a day. We're going to spend our whole day watching it for sure. Um, but what's tonight? Tonight, I think in 10 minutes, you have MSU playing UCLA, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, M- Michigan State, like, they got some guys. Like, they could definitely win some games if they I, – I think they'll beat UCLA tonight. And um, then that means they would play BYU. Who I'm not very high on. Me neither. And I could be wrong, but uh, – 
I, I think if Michigan State wins, they would beat BYU. I think if UCLA wins, I think BYU wins that game. I think they. I, I think whoever wins is going to lose to Texas, though. Who wins? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Michigan State is good enough to beat Texas. No, I don't either. I don't either. Another impressive Big Twelve team. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's just so much that could happen. I know. It's, it's, and we I'm could probably going to be so all wrong. wrong. We could I know. Be so we wrong. Could, That's what's so scary we could about be so it. Like, wrong. Everything we've been saying for the last like 30 minutes or so, like it could just be all completely well, wrong. I hate to be that guy that just picks the one seeds to go to the final four, but I mean, these one seeds, I feel like this is a top heavy bracket. Like, I feel like these one seeds and two seeds, respectively, could just smash some of these teams. And like, I don't know. It wouldn't be that crazy to me if it was an all one seed Final Four. It wouldn't be that crazy if you guys were there either. Um, but I don't know. I just can't help but think that teams like Baylor are going to smash these teams. Like yeah. teams like Gonzaga are going to smash like these the teams. It doesn't like the teams at the top have a significant edge on uh, yeah on the other ones. But I don't know. I'm always I've always rooted for upsets. So me like, too. I love to see I, if Winthrop went to the Final Four and beat Ohio State. Sick. I don't care. I'm I would be happy about it. Like I love I love seeing teams like that go off. So I think I, you're probably right though. It's, it's more likely that we see a lot of one through three, and three might even be a stretch on yeah. that. But uh, well, yeah, I, it's, it's another team to look out for that could make us very wrong about Illinois potentially. Is for one reason it's Loyola Chicago. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on them too. I guess two reasons. One, Moses Wright uh, from Georgia Tech, ACC player of the year is out, mm-hmm. so they're already like minus six in the lines to beat them. But Sister Jean will be in attendance finally. If you guys NCAA remember her? Is trying to keep her out. She's 101 years old. Yeah, <laughs> she was 98 when they went to the Final Four, and she wants to go back. She wants to go back. That has to be crazy She's for the 101. team. 101. I mean, they should definitely let her. I mean, uh, well, I don't know why they weren't in the first place. I guess they maybe have an age restriction on the current. Uh, like attendees. What is like games. a COVID thing? I suppose, but oh she was very. She's 101. Once she, she was, care. Exactly, yeah, no. she was so adamant. Like I read an article about it, and she's like, "I want to go so bad." Like I've tested negative like 30 times. Let like, her walk. She's like, "I want to go. I want to. I want to be a part of it." Like, yeah, yeah. She got vaccinated. She's 101. Are you gonna deny? <laughs> she got tested like 70 times. Or yeah, something like she's crazy. Like, I, I don't even care. I just want to be there on the sideline to watch. Well, I want her there too. She's their good luck charm too. Like, yeah, I might have to make one where Loyola makes Final Four push. <laughs> they would have to make some upsets on the way. Yes, though. Illinois yeah. being the biggest one, and they it would, would come early. But um, that's I seriously think some of these one seeds, their biggest test could be in this, like second round against maybe some of the eight or nine seeds. I think that's a game where they're gonna have they're gonna have to be like completely uh, on it. Like they can't they can't slack off whatsoever against them. Do you, so in your bracket, I mean, pretty much we all have this. It's pretty much unavoidable. But in your round of thirty two, you have a one seed playing an eight or a nine seed every time, right? That's how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your eight or nine seed that you think is most likely to pull off an upset? Yes. Uh, I would. Is there one? Yes. I would either say. uh, I don't know if there is for me. Really? I mean, I don't. Back to the beginning, I'm I'm hype about these one seeds. I'm very high yeah. on all of them. I don't think there I, is, but I think Oklahoma could do it against Gonzaga, and I, that's going to come as a huge shock because Gonzaga is 26 and 0. But Oklahoma has beaten some really good teams, and their record does does not, I think, prove how good they are. West Virginia twice, Bama by five, Kansas once. Yes. So totally agree. But Missouri has two. Exactly. No, and I, that's why I think Missouri has a legitimate shot against them, too. Like, Missouri, I think whoever wins that game has a shot against Gonzaga. Both of these teams beat Bama. Uh, Missouri beat Illinois by three. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that's that? That's a one seed. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't there's, remember there's that. There's a lot of those I'll see. I'll be like, wow, like so this one seed lost by, like, 12? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. When well, did that happen? Where was that? <laughs> I knew Missouri had some wins under their belt, though. I mean, I like Drew Smith and Xavier Pinson. Um, I actually had to experience their center, Jeremiah Tillman, in high school. Uh, he had, I think, like 30 or 28 points and like 16 rebounds against us when we had Austin. All, all on you? No. <laughs> I barely guarded him. You think they would trust me to do that? It was on Austin. Just draw a charge. Just... No. I'm trying to swat him at the rim. I'll get dunked on first. 
I like that mentality. It's like that guy who got dunked on by uh, Anthony Edwards. He's like, oh, I'm going to try to block him every time. Every I'm not time. even embarrassed. I'm just going to try to block him. He can't be. These guys are freaks in nature. Yeah. I, mean, I think you have Anthony to try. Edwards, he, can, he can climb the ladder like no one else. <laughs> Dude, Anthony Edwards, these past couple games, kind of flipped the script a little bit, but he is averaging like 28 points. He dropped like 37 against the Lakers or something. Like it was. Could he make a push for rookie of the year? Or is not just, too late. Is Lamellers have it locked? I think Lamelo. It has it it's pretty close to a lock but if ant keeps scoring like this like he's got a chance i mean if he's <laughs> averaging pick up the other stuff i guess because Lamelo's so good at rebounding and, and passing playing, yeah uh, playmaking uh, i think it's easier for Lamelo to do that though because he is on a little bit of a better team the timberwolves just stink and they're hurt all the yes. time and yeah. he kind of has to Hornets do that might make the playoffs so that yeah. definitely helps timberwolves will not be making the playoffs yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Rockets have lost 17 straight games in a row, and the Timberwolves still have the worst record. We got a little sidetracked though. We were talking about. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, right. But I mean, still. Madness. But yes, that is. It's Timberwolves are bad. <laughs> the Timberwolves are bad. Um, so yeah, that kind of makes that a difficult comparison. Um, I think everyone loves Lamelo though at this point. Uh, for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that. All I know is that Michigan is actually a contender to win this entire thing, um, and I'm trying to take all <laughs> they the are bias. A one seed. I mean, so they got to be a contender. I know, right? but so that's I don't know if it's biased to say that they could win it all. Then that's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, all right, take out any bias that you no, might I have mean, and analyze it. They're they're one seed for a reason. They're like 20 and three, so it's it's not like they're there by mistake. And I feel the same way about Ohio State. Like. They've beaten good teams and they're battle tested. So like, there's they obviously could make a run. It's just a matter of putting it. If all you together. can dodge a wrench, Love you can dodge a ball. What? Great quote. Wow. Great quote. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Actually, dodge. That duck, was the best dive, interruption dip, we've ever and had. Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of Michigan, like we're gonna have to play either LSU or St. Bonaventure in the second round. Um, who? I think LSU has a shot. Uh, I think it's gonna be LSU that we play and. I'm afraid of Cam Thomas. I'm not. I mean, that dude's pulling threes from the logo. Yeah, he just shoots from everywhere. And yeah. Trendon, uh, obviously, we had to experience firsthand growing up from him. We know how good he is. And I mean, yeah, they could. Any team could really do an upset like that. I think LSU would have a good chance um, compared to St. Bonaventure. But I, I can't see it happening. To be real, <laughs> I just can't get myself to think it. All right. Well. Is it about time for the locks? I think it is. The locks. I think it is. What are your century. are your locks going to be March Madness locks? Yes. Are they first round locks? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Well, this one is tomorrow. It is the last game on schedule for tomorrow. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. Winthrop is going to beat Villanova. So even if you know you're a little scared of the the juicy money line there's plus seven yeah you got plus seven against a team that was losing their arguably best player i know jermaine samuels is amazing too he's a great talent but i think losing your point guard at that late in the year is just very detrimental so i i think winthrop plus seven looks pretty good um another one i am gonna dip into ohio states but um it's a 16 point spread against wow. Oral Roberts, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. So I'm not going to mess with that, but over 157. I mean, Ohio State can score around 80, and uh, Oral Roberts, who I don't know anything about other than that, they can shoot the three ball. So I, li- I like over 157 for that. And both of those, I believe, are tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so that's kinda I think so. Not on purpose to do both on Friday. I don't. I don't believe I have one for Saturday. Well, no, I don't know if there. I guess there would be lines out yet. But yeah, mine are. Um, mine are just from the first round. Also, I think those could definitely happen. Um, and I have a, also a plus seven bet that I like uh, with Ohio versus Virginia. Oh yeah, that uh, one's on Saturday. Okay, on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, but then actually, I might be looking at the Saturday ones right here, but. Um, yeah, Ohio is plus seven. They opened at plus nine. It's been hammered down. Um, I think Ohio scores a lot, and I think Virginia is extremely, extremely slow-paced, and they haven't changed from, if you remember, how slow and 
defensively mm-hmm. focused they were the last time they were in the tournament. They've been like that for like six years now. Yes, no, nothing's changed. <laughs> they don't score more than like 65 points. And I think Ohio, I think Ohio's the eighth highest scoring team in the NCAA. Um, plus seven is a lock. I mean, I think they're going to beat Virginia, but if that, if I believe that, then I also believe plus seven is absolute cash. So that's one of my favorites. But um, another one is Michigan, man. I mean, you can take it if you want, but we're minus 26 against Texas Southern. Uh, we're going to win by, like, over 40. We're going to smash so? them. Yes, we're going to smash. Dude, they cannot. These play-in teams, the, the games that happened today, there's not a single one <laughs> of those teams, I think, that can make any kind of impact in this tournament. They're all about to get blown out by one seeds. You're probably right, but... Wichita I mean, State? 40. That's, you think you're going by 40. That's that happens. Point. Watch Gonzaga beat them like, by, like, 40 also. I don't know. That happens every time. Out, some teams come out flat-footed. I don't know, man. And get looking ahead too much. Oh, we got to play LSU next. Let's just go ahead and think about Cam Thomas and <laughs> Trenton Watford. I'm not saying you're going to lose. I'm just saying 26 is a lot of points. I'm just saying it happens. It happens a lot. Huh? It does happen so much. And then I know you thought Oklahoma could be good, but Oklahoma-Missouri is a pick em. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, no, I think I, – yeah, I, guess, I, I agree with that. I guess I can't advise anyone to touch that if you think Oklahoma and I think Missouri. Mm. Yeah. So – But I'm not, like against, I, I'm not against Missouri. I think they could easily win, but I just – I think Oklahoma has the higher uh, potential to make some noise than Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And then you could even go. I battled that one a lot. (laughs) No, but yeah, there's a couple that I just battle a lot. Like uh, UNC, Wisconsin. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's UNC minus one. Because those teams are so fractionally like, they're just like middle tier. You know, they are. It's kind of hard to decide with that. So Wisconsin's old, and UNC is talented, but like no chemistry. Um, Yeah. And they started playing a little better towards the end of the year, but they got Armando Baycott, Garrison, Leaky Black. Like they got these these guys that were five star recruits. They just it doesn't seem like they've been able to put it together the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, um, but I would think UNC minus one would be good. I mean, they have, I know Wisconsin Dimitri, Dimitri Dimitric Trice Trice. Yeah, he's he's is is great. He's pro- yeah, he's best their best player. player. I don't know if there's much close. They got a little Brad Davison who I freaking hate. I yeah, I'm not a fan of him. The little white dude that and just sits there and shoots Micah disgusting Potter, threes. Uh, yeah, Micah Potter, Ohio, Ohio State, State transfer. transfer. I'm indifferent about him. Well, I don't like him because we had to play Montverde when he was in high school, and <laughs> uh, he was like six inches taller than I was. So there was just no chance I could stop him at all. But yeah, I wasn't impressed with Wisconsin much so we have throughout beef. the year, <laughs> like just in general. Like I'd see like. It'd be ESPN's big, like, uh, what was it, the big Tuesday or big Monday game or, like, Super Tuesday game against Iowa or Michigan or – Blown out. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. going to lose. Like, I don't, I don't know why they're ranked right now anyway, so. Yeah. But that's my personal – I mean, watch, they'll win by 50 against <laughs> – I know. <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm, I'm s- just doubting them and they're going to – March Madness locks well. are scary. I feel like it's more of, like, suggested locks. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like – because. Literally. You don't know. Like, if you think you know anything about it, you don't. No, uh, and and yeah, that's why I'm just trying to be naive. And some of these, like, oh, you know, it's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it happens now. Well, we'll see. I know we're definitely excited for it. Um, hopefully, you listen this far and are ex- excited as we are. Um, but I think that's probably about it for today. You think? I did. I have one more question. There are two. Yeah. There are two teams from the Big Ten who are ten seeds: uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Which I was kind of surprised that either of them made it. Uh, I think Rutgers had like two solid wins. Like they beat Illinois at one point earlier yeah. in the year, so like that kind of held them. Do you think either of them can can win? Uh, Maryland plays UConn. Well, both then, of these teams like barely made the tournament. Yeah, Rutgers plays Clemson, and uh, so I I don't know. I think see Rutgers I, has the better chance of winning than Maryland, in my opinion. But Clemson is solid though. Uh, Maybe I'm Eric, on Eric. Eric Daly, I think is his name. Um, he is solid, but I'm kind of biased because I got my buddy Lynn Kidd that's playing there, and I'd love to see him make a tournament run and maybe get in um, to play some minutes. And I also don't like Rutgers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think Maryland is maybe the better of the two just because I know I've, I've been impressed with, like, Aaron Wiggins, um, who is not related to – I don't think so because I, I had thought that initially yeah. too, but I yeah. don't think they are. 
Um, but, I mean, Maryland has three guys that are responsible for 60% of the team scoring almost. Um, but I'm not necessarily impressed with either team. Like, they're both going to lose, I feel like, second round. I mean, neither one of them has really been impressive to me at all. I know Maryland was 16-13, and 9-11 and 11 in the conference. Like, granted, tough conference, but I don't know, man. Wait, I think they are brothers. Sorry, I just looked that up. <laughs> Wait, I thought we looked it up the other day, and they're not brothers. They are brothers. I don't. I don't know. I can't. He comes up when you search Aaron Wiggins, so it's just kind of confusing. No, I looked this up, dude. They're not related. They're not related. Well, ever. I think Wikipedia thinks they are. <laughs> no way. They're not. Oh, yeah. I don't think so too, because uh, Andrew's from Canada, and it says that Aaron's from Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, they're not related. There's they're no not way. Related. Yeah, the but names why, are similar. Though. I don't understand. We're not the first people to think that they are. No, and they they play similarly. Yeah, they really do. They're both athletic, and they both can shoot okay, um, but they both finish super well around the paint and play great defense. So, like, it's pretty it, much the same. I don't think it was crazy to think that. No. Like Aaron Wiggins and Andrew Wiggins. Like no, that's why we had to clarify. There was Aaron Harrison and Andrew Harrison from yeah. <laughs> the Kentucky team we were talking about earlier in the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we made this whole March Madness thing a little less confusing for you, and hopefully you like some of our suggestions as far as this bracket stuff goes. Um, but Mallory's probably going to have the best of our brackets. I think so. Safe to say. We'll I keep, hope so. We'll keep up with it, but, yeah, she probably will have the best one. Yeah. Well, you're listening <laughs> to League Talk on 91.1 WEGL. Um, we will catch you guys later. Thank you for tuning in. On the flippity flip. Thanks for listening to League Talk. For more sports content, follow us on Twitter at LeagueTalk underscore W-E-G-L, where we are happy to discuss the hottest takes in sports. If you ever miss a show, check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tune in next week, Thursday at 8, on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is League Talk, signing off.